Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. I'm Tower here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, LinkedIn, and Linktree. You can listen and download our shows by going to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the web following website streamers. Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. Do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Do not miss this post, God's Eternal Clock of Redemption. For it was in the shroud of the eternal heavenlies that the Father and the Son in the beginning purposed these glorious things. Do not miss this post, Last Day's Perilous purposeful and prophetic. We find the last days perilous, purposeful, and prophetic. The issue with living in the prophetic time period is just that, living. Do not miss this post, if churches could talk. In this I have written a satirical, poetic article to reveal a point. So if churches could talk, what else might they do? Do not miss this post on warn-usa.com. Valley of Vision, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 37 on Battle Lines. Valley of Vision now is before us and not only relates to the current events of Jerusalem that the prophet Isaiah is prophesying, but the events of the end of days. And do not miss this post. Warrior King, Son of God, Authority Over the Nations, Part 11. Here we find the details of the end of days, the final restoration. It will arrive with glorious resurrection and completion of all that has been written in the book. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising by the Watchman, Dana Glenn Smith. It's a Christian fiction thriller detailing a takeover of America with dark forces that plot to bring the country into the globalist new order. And be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com. And you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop there where we feature The Rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, doing good. Another Thursday night. Yes. Another, another segment in Isaiah. That's exciting. We're yep. getting them down. We are. 
It's taking a while, but we're getting them. <laughs> yeah, we're on part 138. Yes. And that's the Lord's righteousness brings us out here that the people brings out here that the people of Judah, including all the house of Israel, and even all the ends of the earth were to come by command to the of the Lord and be saved. The prophecy is fulfilled by the redemption found in Christ Jesus, Yeshua Hamashik, the bringing back of Judah and the full plan of God coincide here with the redemptive call of the Lord and his command. These are given by the only true God and Redeemer there is. And now back to you. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and start okay, this. Okay, we'll see you on the other side. Alrighty. Uh, Isaiah 45:20. Assemble yourselves and come. Draw near together, you are escaped of the nations. They have no knowledge that are set up, that set up the wood of their graven image and pray unto a God that cannot save. Now this is the introduction to part 138. Assemble. Well, you know, in the last days, they are going to be assembled. God is going to bring them all down to Jerusalem and judge them there. That's the nations of men. Being in the church, you know, the prophecy concerning all this in Revelation, you know, speaks of the time when the beast is going to be deceiving the nations and going down and gathering there. And, you know, the Lord does this just like he did with Assyria when he brought Sennacherib down. Sennacherib's father is the one that carried away the northern tribes, so Sennacherib thought he'd do the same thing with Judah. But him and his army, when they got there, they had done quite a bit of damage, and they were at the gates of Jerusalem, and it looked like Katie barred the door. But the thing of it is, is throughout this whole thing, when you get right to the very end, an angel of the Lord slew 150,000 Assyrians, and then... Sennacherib was slain in the house of his God. And so this particular one, you know, not just talking about those who are escaped of the nations, but specifically it's directed at the captives of Judah because God is using Cyrus to bring the captives home. And they also, Judah, had trouble with graven image. Uh, they had trouble with this aspect of praying unto a God that cannot save. And of course, God told them that. It's, you know, in Sinai, he told them that when they were going into the promised land. Do not do as the nations of men do. And even in the Christian church, as believers, we are in the world, not of the world. The Lord tells us that friendship with the world is an enmity with God. The Lord says, do not be surprised if the world hates you, for it hated me first. And the servant is not above his master. If they hated the Lord, they'll hate his children, his, those who serve him. So this is, you know, when we look at this, we can trace this all the way uh, clear to the end when we talk about uh, the issues uh, of God and the things like assembling yourselves, draw near. And of course, that's, that's bringing Judah close. They are escaped of the nation, specifically Babylon. Um, you who have no knowledge, we'll see they didn't have knowledge. Uh, even Judah, you would think Judah with the priests and the prophets would know better than serving idols. But you know... It happened. And uh, when we look in the Christian church, don't be surprised if we're doing things that aren't right either. Because we've got to be on our spiritual awareness here so that we do not fail. And pray to a God that cannot save. We have a lot of gods in the world. You know that and I know that. But there's only one true and living God, only one God, 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word God, was God. And this Word it became the incarnate Word of God, known as Yahshua or Jesus Christ. And make no mistake, he says, the Father and I one. That's because him and the Father of the same Spirit. And make no mistake, he was in the beginning. Make no mistake that uh, when he came and challenged the priests and all the others uh, in the Roman Empire when he came, uh, he meant business, you know. And... Uh, he was before Abraham. And so this is things that he directly uh, aspect spoke about. And so when we talk about a God, make sure you know which God you're talking about. Now in Habakkuk, now that, see, Habakkuk is good. Habakkuk is a, is a good prophetic uh, word. Verse 18, what prophet... Uh, Profiteth the graven image that the maker thereof hath graven it, the mold, molten image, and a teacher of lies that the maker of his work trusteth therein to make dumb idols. Well, you see, idols look pretty. And, you know, I mean, there are people today, you know, in America, two of the top programs uh, on Amazon Prime um, have to do with people that have ranches in um, Utah and they're both connected to supernatural events as well as seeking gold and riches because they believe that that a tribe from way back in uh, um, South America came north and brought their vast riches of gold up here. Of course they, they made their own images and uh, you know, the world is full of images and, and gold and silver and precious things. Of course, the people that are looking for them care less about the gods. They, they want it for the money and the profit. But you see, we're, we're talking directly here that people, and even today, you know, you, you go into some of these nations, and, and we're talking top nations, you know. Um, you know, you get into Japan, you get into India, you get into any number of the Asian nations as well as others. There, there are gods. There's various kinds of gods. And then there's all kinds of uh, versions of Christianity as well. And uh, then you have the Koran and you have, uh, uh, you know, the Hebrews and the Jews and you know, there's all this stuff happening. And if you're just believing that Yahshua is just a teacher and that he was a prophet, but he wasn't the son of God, you're missing out. Whether you like it or not, you, you've, you've gotten it. If you think, and I've talked to people like this, you know, they uh, one incident I've said before is a young man who, uh, believed in Satan and served Satan, but he also believed in in Jesus, Yahshua. And uh, I said, well, that ain't going to work. And uh, I talked to him a number of times, and then he stopped. Uh, and only God can deliver people out of that. But see, Habakkuk especially challenged this stuff. And make no mistake, the nations, the gods of the nations, the word says, are, are idols. And... And in America, of course, we've got a lot of idols. We've got money idols, every kind of idol you could think of. And woe unto him that says to the wood, Awake, to the dumb stone, Arise, and it shall teach. Believe it or not, people pray to these things. And, of course, they would say, Well, at least we pray to something we can see. You Christians pray to who? Nobody. And, see, this is where we are, we are born again by the Spirit of God. And His Spirit bears witness with our spirit. There is a bearing of witness here. It's not blind faith. We believe we haven't seen the Lord yet, at least not all of us. There has been some that's seen Him. And, uh, you know, it's not blind faith. But see, when you go to the wood 
you know, I mean, these things, <laughs> and we, we covered that when, um, you know, Babylon was taken by Cyrus. You know, I mean, you take all their prognosticators and their priests and everything crying under their wood. You know, see, and and they always cried to their wood before. And this is, this is what uh, um, Sennacherib's army, uh, Rabshakeh, one of them, who was the leader, talking to the Hebrews up on the wall in Jerusalem. He says, "Let not uh, Hezekiah trust in the Lord their God." You know, ha- has anybody delivered themselves from the Assyrian gods? And that's what they were saying. And and see, the bottom line of it is, is that uh, the Assyrians were bold in that because uh, Sennacherib's dad actually defeated Judah. So they weren't afraid. They knew they were going to whip uh, Hezekiah, but they didn't know that Hezekiah had repented. I mean, he, he, he led the whole country in repentance. So Judah was on the rebound of seeking the Lord. You know, they weren't doing this anymore. But they ran into a lot of trouble with that. And they did say to the wood, awake, to the dumb stone. You know, in the latter part, they were even sacrificing their children to Baal. And verse 20, it tells you, But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. Uh, And read Psalm 2. You know, the nations of men, why do the heathen rage? And the nations uh, imagine a vain thing against the Lord and his anointed who wanted to cast their bonds from us, from them, you know. And the, and the Lord, you know, he's not threatened by that. And, and so this is really what we're dealing with. You know, we have a world. They, they have their various things they trust in. And then you got the Christians. And really in, in America where Christianity was pretty much unchallenged, for many, many years. Today, with the woke culture, um, it's being challenged. Uh, and uh, Matt Staver and uh, LifeSite News was on a broadcast today. And they were talking about Christianity and about how this country uh, doesn't like Christians and what they're doing. But Christian, and, and like Matt Staver said, all we want to do is be able to pray when we want to pray and kneel. But he says, uh, you, you, can, you can have uh, some of these other groups do whatever they want to do and destroy. And nobody does anything. But when a Christian like that particular um, football coach wanted to kneel and say a prayer on the field, you know, that wasn't allowed. And so this is the battle. And make sure your ways are not going to save you before the Lord. And that's really the lesson when we get in Isaiah. I mean, there's, you know, this is uh, the Old Testament. You know, this is the Old Covenant. But the Old Covenant was fulfilled by Yahshua, who declared, I have come not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. And see, and this is what the next verse says, Tell ye, and bring them near. Yea, let them take counsel together. Who has delivered? Who has declared this from ancient time, and who has told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? There is no God beside me, a just, lawful, in other words, God and Savior. There is none besides me. Now, see, this God challenges you. Bring your gods near. Go ahead. Bring your prognosticators. Bring all your wise men. You want to challenge me? I'm from the ancient time. I declared it from that time. The end from the beginning. It was I, the Lord, Jehovah. There's no God besides me. And after all, he ought to know. He's been there from the beginning. He created everything. A God and a Savior. See, this is the key. He's a Savior. But he's not going to save you if you're going to be clinging to your so-called other gods. If you haven't repented. If you don't believe on a son. And so, really, this is where we're at. And uh, if you get into Jeremiah, he's, he says, The word of the Lord that spake against Babylon and against the land of the Chaldeans by Jeremiah the prophet. Declare ye among the nations, and publish, and set up a standard. Publish, and conceal not. 
Say Babylon is taken, Bel is confounded, Merodach is broken in pieces, and her idols are confounded and her images are broken in pieces. Now we're going to actually talk about those more in the next chapter. We're going to talk about those gods. But basically consider this. Babylon and all of her gods, Babylon had the hanging gardens. They had a lot of stuff. And they did have science. They did have a lot of different things going on. And, and it would be easy to fall for the fact that Babylon is unconquerable, that her gods have lifted her up, that there's no way that she can be conquered. But see, the thing of it is, is that she did get conquered. Now, see, when we look ahead to the other one, now, see, remember the one in the Old Testament is Babylon. The one in the New Testament is Mystery Babylon because there's a mystery concerning her. Where did she come from? How does she get her power? How is she ruling? You know, and, and she's going to be so powerful. But, see, this uh, Mystery Babylon is part of that spirit that is going to consume the nations and the nations will be filled with her spirit. And it's a spirit of abomination. That's what that woman is, more than anything. And whenever you look as far as a personification of evil, there's a lot of different ones, but one of the ones is Jezebel. And, uh, you know, when you talk about consummate evil, uh, the female Jezebel, who ruled in uh, alongside of her husband uh, in uh Israel or, or Judah, you know, during that time. And so you you have this issue here. Um, and Jeremiah is speaking directly to him. Of course, he, the, he <laughs> they knew him. And I've said this before that all these Gentile nations knew the Jewish prophets. They knew about the Jewish prophets. And they knew especially about Jeremiah. And he goes on to say, For out of the north there cometh up a nation against her, which shall make her land desolate, and none shall dwell therein. They shall remove, they shall depart, both man and beast. In those days and at that time, saith the Lord, the children of Israel shall come, they and their children of Judah together, going and weeping, and they shall go and seek the Lord their God. Now, sir, they're going back to uh, Israel. They're going back to Judah back to Jerusalem and see this is the important thing about this they shall ask the way to Zion with their faces thitherward saying come and let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant that shall not be uh, forgotten now scripture does say you know in various uh, places uh, about the Lord calling them out of Babylon Christianity I mean when we look at mystery Babylon Within the first few verses, the Lord says, calls his people out. Come out of her, my people. And when you go back to the old Babylon, uh, you have where uh, the prophet tells them to come out of Babylon and let Jerusalem come to mind. You know, they were to get out of there. And, you know, a lot of things, uh, when we talk about that from the Christian standpoint, coming out of mystery Babylon, we think, uh, be not like the world, you know. You, you can be in Babylon and still, you know, have your beliefs and faith, and, but you can live there. Uh, but make no mistake, just as uh, um, Lot, who lived among that stuff in Sodom and Gomorrah, his soul was vexed. So it is a set of Christians who live in these days with the wickedness and the darkness you know, it's going to trouble you. It's going to vex your soul, the wickedness. And we have people today that are in your White House now that are totally uh, a minority. Uh, and they're trying to make their beliefs overshadow everybody's beliefs. And, uh, you know, the devil is full of lies. He's, he's the chief liar. And... You know, in the beginning, God created male, female. Now, you may not like that. That's not my problem. And you may want everybody woke, but that's not my problem either. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, you need to repent and be awakened uh, to the truth of God. Uh, because you don't know what you're talking about, and you don't know that you're lost. Now, see, here in verse 6, the prophet goes on to say, 
My people has been lost sheep. Their shepherds, their shepherds have caused them to go to st- go astray. They have turned them away on the mountains. They have gone from mountain to hill, and they have forgotten their resting place. That's where all their idols were. And all that found them have devoured them and their adversaries, and we offend not because they have sinned against the Lord, the habitation of justice, even the Lord, the hope of their fathers. Now, i got news for you. You know, you, you can look at this thing, get a good close look at it. And, you know, some of our greatest songs we talk about uh, going on the road to Zion, carrying our sheaves, weeping, full of joy. You know, there, there's something about Zion. Zion is that place, that home of God. And, you know, that's our goal. You know, our goal is, is not to live forever and in an unsaved state. Our goal is to live for the Lord in this fleshly body, which is actually the body of death. Because the soul that sinneth, it shall die, and all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And everybody that, that is alive and born as a human will die and they will put off the fleshly body because that is not that is not the body that you're going to have in heaven and you can't have this this body of flesh in heaven it's got to be changed and so we're you know we're talking a difference of everything how people think you know and even america it's not going to save you you know, there's only one Savior. But see, this illustrates that after 70 years, God is going and did destroy Babylon. And he used Cyrus, who he called. And he made a way for him to go back. Matter of fact, as we've covered this before, he said, I'm going to lead you. I'm going to bring you there. Even if you don't know how to get there, I'm bringing you there. And, of course, there's other things addressed, how God will bring in the lost, uh, what we call the lost tribes of Israel. You know, and, and they're scattered among the nations. And the God says, I'm going to deliver my people, bring my people where I have scattered them. Well, guess what? We also have Christians that are scattered all around the world as well. And the Christians are going to be gathered together when Yahshua comes back. And he's going to gather them all. As Paul says, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain will be caught up together with, with him and all the others. See, God gathers his people. And we can see how he talked and, and said, well, this is, this is going to happen. Uh, we can see how he gathered Israel. We can see what he did in 1948. God is a big God, and he's working on all these things. And dear God in heaven, if, if both houses of Israel became lost sheep, why do you think not? Why, why do you have that idea that America could never be lost? That its people would be as lost sheep going astray, not knowing which way to go. Well, that's where we're at today in case you haven't figured it out. And it says all that found, uh, found them have, del- you know, delivered them, uh, devoured them. And, and that's exactly true. You know, we can read uh, the history of what happened uh, with Israel. And whenever they start falling away, you know, God, God gave power over them from their enemies to bring them back. And we see a lot of struggle in America today. That's because we fell away from the truth. And God is not going to just send you roses and candy. He's going to send you something else. You know, Paul talks a lot about, uh, you know, the chastisement of Christians. The Bible says, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, saith the Lord. You know, why? Because he'd rather rebuke them and chasten them now so he can get them back where they need to be because sin cannot dwell in the presence of God. Now, I got news for if you were to appear for him as a sinner, you're going to melt down to nothing in this fleshly form. But when you get your spirit and you're wicked, it'll be thrown into the lake of fire. 
And people talk about hell. They talk about death a lot. But death and hell are both going to be cast into the lake of fire. I mean, this is permanent, people. So when we look at this, you know, I mean, it, it, when we see how God went ahead and, and delivered Judah back, and now in, in the Old Testament when they came out and going back, that was a time of, of joy and repentance and weeping and knowing that God had delivered them. You know, and, and this is very, very important. And so Israel has had both houses a lot of trouble. But see, the next verse is really, really important. Verse 22 of this. It says, Look unto me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God, there is none else. Now see, I didn't say that. The Lord said that. Now that verse is fulfilled in Yahshua. He says, I have come not to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. And here he challenges it. He has two challenges. One, go ahead and come near. Draw near. Bring all of your gods. Bring all of your whatever you think you have. And challenge me. I'm the ancient one. I've been here from the beginning. I called the end from the beginning. I am God. There is no other. There is no other Savior. I am full of mercy. But if you want to challenge me, come ahead. You know, show up. Well, guess what? You will show up on the day of judgment. And I've heard righteous sinners. Yeah, that's right, righteous sinners. There's nothing righteous with sin. But in their eyes, it's driven by pride. Well, I'm going to tell him a thing or two when we get there. No, you're not. You're going to fall flat on your face and cry out for mercy. And he'll say, depart from me, you wicked. Make no mistake, that's the final curtain there. You've heard of the final curtain? You've heard of standing ovations? Well, there's going to be a final curtain, baby, and the only ones that are going to get a standing ovations are the believers and those who have come to the Lord our God through Yahshua and are born again and saved and living with him. That's the only ones. And he, you know, so make no mistake. God seeks that all men or all people look to him that they may be saved. And it says, to the very ends of the earth. That's everywhere, kids. For I am God and there's none else. So if you're going to be saved, if you want to make sure you're going to live forever, don't go trust in a dumb idol and a rock or a tree or something made by man. You must be born again to the Spirit. As Yahshua said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. In John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And he went to his own, and his own received him not, but to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. He also said in John 3, you must be born again to the Spirit. And you can read also uh, the entire text of uh, 1 John. And you can uh, read the first chapter over because in there it tells you to walk in the light. You can read Acts 3 through 7 and find out about sin and confession of sin. See Romans 14, 8 through 12, that unto me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear. That's Romans. But see, Paul got that out of Isaiah 45. I have sworn by myself the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. Every knee that unto me, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear. And this is directly connected. Isaiah 40, 45 verse 23 to Romans 14. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord, or whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ both died and rose and revived, that he might be Lord both of the dead and the living. But why dost thou judge thy brother? Why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. 
For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, he says, every one of us shall give account of himself to God. So, Isaiah 45, 23, Romans 14, and verse 11. Directly connected. The Old Testament to the New Testament. Make no mistake. This is serious stuff here. And it's directly tied to the Old Testament, the Old Testament prophets, what God prophesied in the beginning, and what he said in Isaiah right here in verse... Um, let me get up to it here. 22. Look unto me and be saved all ends of the earth, for I am God, there's none else. And the next verse says, Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear. But see, in the context of it, Paul gives you, you see that God has made a way. That Christ both died and rose and revived, that he might be Lord both of the living, both of the dead and the living. Whether we live, we live unto the Lord. Whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore die, we are the Lord's. See, that's what you need. Revelation 20, 11 through 15. And I saw a great white throne in him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell were delivered up, uh, delivered up death which were in them and they were judged every man according to their works and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire this is the second death and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire there's only one way to get in the book of life that's through repentance and coming to the Lord and and through Christ you can be put into the book of life So then we get down to Isaiah 24, Isaiah 45, and verse 24. Surely shall one say, In the Lord I have righteousness and strength. Even to him shall men come, and all that are incensed against him shall be ashamed. Now I can tell you, when you see that remnant coming out of Babylon, they're happy. And when they get back, you know, and they're getting in their temple and they're restored. They will, they did give the glory to the Lord. And see, that's, that's an important thing to understand. That while we're looking at this, we can also see Judah returning. And we can even see today the return of the lost tribes of Israel. And they will say, in the Lord I have I righteousness and strength. Now today, through Christ Jesus, you know, we are vindicated for this day. Second Peter 1.1 1, 1, Simon Peter, a servant apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Simon Peter, the apostle, a Jew. Paul knew this too. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisee. And they all found out that righteousness didn't come by the law. Righteousness would only come by faith in Christ Jesus. For by the law shall no flesh be justified. Now see, this is where a lot of the Jews have an issue. But God will deal with them. He will bring them in. But today over in Israel, there's a lot of Messianic Jews that are reaching the Jews for... Now we say Christ, we say Jesus, but over there is Yeshua. And 25, and the Lord shall all the seed of Israel be justified and shall glory. 
Now, see, this, this really gets... You know, when God brought back Judah at that time, you know, they were back in relationship to him because they were still under the, the old covenant. And so you get into the new covenant, it's through Yahshua. But Paul writes in Romans 8, starting at verse 31, and, and you've heard some of those. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also make intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now see, that's where you come in. That's where you come face to face, you know, with the truth of how God intends to justify the entire earth if they was to come. And, you know, one of the biggest ones that, that the church has always uh, known, I mean, I believe even the, even the heathen know John 3.16. And, see, the thing of it is, is that the Lord says after John 3.16 that they're not all going to come to the light. Because they love darkness. Now that's the sad part. You know, there is a way that the Lord has made. But they're not going to come. Because they love darkness. And when you look around today and you see our woke society and what they're coming up with, this stuff is nonsense. You know, just absolute nonsense. But see, you're not going to change them. Only God can change them. Only God can change that heart. And I think that's something. But see, you can get right into Isaiah 45 and you can go to those verses and you can see the challenges that God made. I challenge you. Come before me. You know, if you got idols that are going to save someone, bring them here, the Lord says. It ain't going to happen. On the day of judgment, your idols are going to perish and burn. And the demons behind them are going to perish. They'll be cast into the lake of fire. I mean, that's a lot of trust, trust in idols. Now, see, that's exactly what Judah did. But they were also doing the stuff in the temple at the same time. But God called it out. He told the prophet, go into my temple and see how they've defiled it. And they had the images of all their gods on the walls in there. And they would offer offerings unto them. You know, the whole nine yards. I mean, and, and so they justified it. You know, because they were doing what the nations were doing. Because a lot of the nations had, you know, a certain god and idol for all their crops. Another one for war. I mean, just look at the Greeks. You can find every kind of, every kind of god they had. But see, there's only one true and living god. And the one thing about it, when, 
when God sent Judah into judgment for those and, and they lost their home, it, it was real. They lost their temple. They lost their priests. They lost their prophets. Except, you know, I mean, uh, Ezekiel went into captivity. He was a prophet. Daniel was a prophet. Some of the greatest prophecies we have is during the time that they actually went into captivity in Babylon. So they weren't like sitting up there not seeking the Lord. You know, Daniel sought the Lord towards the end. I mean, this is how this, this thing works. God is above your nation. He's above your cultures. He's going to save the soul. And see, by sending them there, chastisement, judgment, they learned their lesson. I mean, they really felt that they had lost, and they did. They lost all of that, plus their temple. They lost their city that they loved. They lost everything. I mean, it has to be real. God can't fake this. You're not going to change heart attitude by just uh, having something light. I mean, when God sends chastisement, if you're not listening, it's going to be direct. It's going to be like, wow. And it could almost be like, I almost died. You know, because God makes it real because your soul is at stake. He had to make it real to Judah because they wouldn't listen. After 70 years, they were ready to listen, baby. And the wicked of Israel wouldn't listen, perished. In the judgment, many of them. And when God delivered them by Cyrus, a totally different nation. Now, Iran today is an enemy. But I remember the day that uh, the Ayatollah, the other one that was long gone ago, uh, he used to say, we don't hate Israel. I mean, and he spoke of Cyrus delivering the Jews. But boy, I tell you, they hate Israel today. And there is a picture of Iran, Erdogan's Turkey, and Putin from Russia all together. And those three in one picture gives you a picture of Ezekiel 38 in the war. And, and, that's, and that's really what people are looking at right now. That kind of thing. And there are signs that we are seeing in the news of prophecy and things that are coming. You see, God doesn't mess around like man. He's a redeemer. And he, he was going to redeem Judah no matter what. So when they came out and they were rejoicing going back, and it wasn't all fun and games. It was tough once they got back there. They did have obstacles. Because that's the way God works. You're going to have obstacles. Because once you get out of prison, you need to remember who got you out. You, you need to remember what put you there. And you need to say in your heart, I'm going to serve God. I ain't going to go over there. I'm not going to go back there. I didn't like that, and, and I want to stay on the good graces of the Lord God. So these are, these are important principles. And America is the same thing applies. I mean, we have, and when we look at the Biden administration and all their wokeness and all the people, these people are totally uh, the leftists of the left and uh, the main party. And like someone w was talking about today, this is the tail wagging the dog. And the dog is the Democratic Party and the tail are the, are the ultra-leftists that are in power now, and they've allowed them to do that. But see, these people want to change everything and make everybody like them. That ain't going to happen. Not in a million years. I don't care how much you scream woke. I don't care how much you think that, you know, you can turn a girl into a whatever and a guy into a whatever. I mean, if you want to believe it, help yourself. But I ain't going to go there. You know, take a trip down a, you know, long trip on a short pier. Don't talk to me about it. For the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And that's what you're basically doing. 
There is no God. He does not see. He does not hear. But there's a lot of people today that still cry unto the Lord. And when the Lord's allowing this pressure, what's he doing? He is putting the same kind of pressure as he pressured Judah. And that is pressure for repentance. Pressure for acknowledgement. This is what I've done wrong. I've got to draw closer. And today in Yahshua, you've got to draw closer, church. You've got to remember that all these things are there to draw closer. And there's a lot other stuff coming. We haven't even got into the end of days yet. I mean, I mean, the signs are there that it's right on the doorstep. But you know one thing, God does do this. He will send fire just to wake you up. And that fire may toast your toes and it may singe your hair. But he does that to get your attention. Because, you know, when I called... You did not answer. Let me give you the rest of that verse. I will choose your delusions and bring your own fears upon you. Because when I called, you didn't listen. I will choose your delusion, America and American people. I will bring your own fears upon you, America. What are you, what are you afraid of today? That's what I'm going to bring upon you. Because when I called to you, you did not answer. When I called to you, you ignored me. When I called to warn you, you would not listen. So now here it is. I'm choosing your delusions. I'm bringing your own fears upon you. And it'll feel like fire. It'll feel like just like when Israel went into Babylon the first time. They're captors wanted them to sing the songs of Zion. They said, how can we sing the songs of Zion? You know, it had been left desolate. And those of Zion who it was meant for were in captivity. See, the thing of it is, is that the earthly Zion is not the heavenly Zion. That's the one on earth. But there is a Zion that you're not going to get into it if you are sinful. You know, it's just not going to happen. You know, you're not going to be found in Christ if you're doing wickedness. You know, you're not going to see the Father. You're not going to see the Son. You're not going to see the glory. You're going to see the fire. Where the worm dieth not. And the fire is not quenched. So when we go through Isaiah... When we go through these things, Christian, it's for a reason. There's a reason we've been spending a lot of time on this. Because every story, every chapter, every sentence can bring us back to the fact of a relationship with the Lord God and how he deals with man. And now you're in America, which resembles more like Mystery Babylon every day. And a people that resembles more like, well, far out. I mean, they come up with all kinds of stuff, and that's because they're driven by unclean appetites, familiar spirits, and doctrines of demons. You're not going to cleanse America with a teapot and some good tea. You're not going to cleanse America by some idol. You're not going to cleanse America by the mere sprinkling of water out of a baptistry thinking that that's going to change him. You must be born again to the Spirit. You must receive the Lord. You must walk in the light. There must be change. I don't care whether you're in America, whether you're in China, whether you're in North Korea, whether you're anywhere. It doesn't matter. That's God's program. And more and more, even on our advocacy broadcast, we are seeing people, including the enemies of God, coming to the Lord. We are seeing miracles. And another one happened today 
as we read about Pastor Gray being delivered because it looked like he was going to die. And, and he gave credit to God for the glory of healing. And he says, while I'm not out of the woods, I'm out. He's out of the hospital and he's alive. He is rejoicing. And we rejoice with him. Because as there's a God in heaven, there's a God that heals in heaven. There's a God that saves in heaven. There's a God that listens and cares and knows who sent his son to die for you. And he sent, sent him to die for all men. Not just Americans. Not just the white people. All races, all creeds, all colors, all tongues. And there are people in Iran who know the Lord God. Father, we thank you for your word. We bless you for your word. Move on the hearts of those that have heard this. Draw them to yourself. And don't let them miss this broadcast, Lord. You know it and I know it, that this is important. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word in Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. Okay. Well, I hope there's lots of people that hear this. They need to. They need to repent. Well, I'll tell you. It's an amazing thing when you go through this. Yes, it is. You know, and, and I love that song. You know, there's a Christian song, Marching to Zion. Yeah. That's one of the best songs I know. And so the Lord talks in Isaiah about them going back, rejoicing to Zion. I'm going to bring them back to Zion. I mean, that's a beautiful verse. It is. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. We don't want to stay here forever. Well, we want it. this world changed. We want the Lord to come. We want to be in our new bodies. We want to be fulfilled, restored, the sons of God. And we thank God for every blessing and every day on earth. But we're our hope is in the Lord. And when we read the prophets, we see God's program through the entire Bible. And folks, I've been doing this for a long time. And I've been, I preached in the Old Testament a lot of different places and taught from it. And we find the Lord God in every bit of it, don't we, Tower? Oh, we do. And we find redemption, don't we? Yep. That's it just, right. you know, it amazes me. And, you know, I thought about this quite a few years ago when I, when I was doing some studying on, on Daniel and things. It just amazes me that the prophecy that came out during the time of that, because you had, you know, Ezekiel was a prophet. You had a number of others. You had Daniel. And all that wouldn't have happened if they'd never gone into captivity. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You know, because that's where, you know, that's what happened. You know, and so it, 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 it amazes me. So if God can deliver the children of Israel that way, if he can deal with them that way and bring them out, he can do anything. And he can heal America. He can heal your country. And he's, going to, he's coming back and he's going to make war against those who have destroyed the earth. Read Revelation and you'll find it there. The Lord said it is finished on the cross. Well, there's another one that he says, a phrase he says, in Revelation that says it's finished, it's done. A phrase that lets you know he's he's finished. You know the whole program is completed. Well, we got to say good night. Okay, good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Whenever you do, we love you. We pray for you. We hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Be careful. Stay safe. And may the Lord bless you for all that you do for him. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go to our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Pick up a copy of my book, The Rising, 
by Dana Glenn Smith. Uh, go on over to our site. You'll find it there. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.